Hey everyone, welcome to Craft Studios, the podcast where we pick three beers from a single brewery to pair with three acts of a movie we selected. We'll talk about the movies, the beers, and even some about movie snack pairings. I am your host, Jordan Daly, and with me, as always, my favorite co-host, the most famous podcaster of all, Don Boone Vasudi. Don, how we doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm most famous without the incandescent nose. Well, you know, it depends how much you had to drink. That's true. That's true. It could get pretty red. Doesn't flash though. Doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't guide you through like heavy fog. Or, uh, Not yet. We're working on it. North Science Pole. just hasn't found a way. <laughs> North Pole weather. <laughs> so, actually, you see the weather in Wyoming last night? Oh my God, it's terrible. That, that, it's awful. That is. It's that is a thing. It's all these like flights are getting canceled. Uh, it's like minus like fifty or whatever in like Colorado right now. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we, we got some rain, but it was like a nice 50 degrees this morning in New York. But it's going to drop all the way down to like 12 tonight. It's insane. It's That's yeah. just way too cold. This doesn't need to be that cold. Um, yeah, man. But hey, Northeast but, living, what are you going to do? And it is the holiday season. It is the holiday season. It starts getting a little cold. Uh, happy holidays to you and your family, Don. Happy holidays to you. Uh, how you been? I've uh, been catching up on a couple of movies. Uh, I think you have as well, too. Yeah, um, you know, uh, just turning down the year. Uh, Going to definitely catch up on some movies next week before I uh, call uh, call it quits from New York for a week and go down to New Orleans. But I've uh, been catching up on some stuff, feeling good. Uh, kind of getting my year-end list of movies, some of the ones that I've been really appreciating this year, and uh, I, I believe you have as well. So uh, we're going to get into that a little bit, then we'll do our movie. We got a little bit different of a format today, so let's uh, let's see how this one goes. Yeah, no, uh, you know, just spread a little Christmas cheer. Um, again, as, as Jordan was saying, I, I've been catching up on a couple of movies. Uh, you know, there's a couple of ones that I wanted to just mention because they're just real good. Uh, I just saw uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Inisherin. I, I hope I'm saying that right. I think so. Uh, uh, I guarantee you, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell say it differently. Oh no, they definitely do. Uh, they they say feckin' all the time. It's great, and um, <laughs> you know, can't say feckin' hello to me. Uh, but um, it, it's really good. It's on HBO Max right now. Uh, I believe it's also in theaters as well. And I think they it's like a Warner Brothers uh, release on HBO as well as. Um, in theaters and, and, and HBO Max. Uh, really good movie. Uh, they got a bunch of great shots of Ireland. Um, makes you want to go there. Uh, really, really dark humor. Uh, really good. McDonough crushes it, man. He's He is so good. I mean, I love In Bruges. I know maybe that's more of a cult classic, and his more popular one is uh, Three Billboards, but I love McDonough. Yeah, no, it's different. Different field than Three Billboards. Um, Three Billboards is a largely depressing film, uh, but Banshees is Banshees is great. There's just such little uh, bits of like humor and everything in it. It's um, it's real. It, it's it's not like overtly like loud. It's very subtle. Uh, definitely check it out. It's something that I've been telling everybody to check out. It's one of my new uh, favorite films. Uh, definitely, yeah. probably for this year. Um, nice. This past out, year. out of the the movies we are going to talk about today, this is the only one I haven't seen yet. Uh, it is on my watch list for tonight. I am super excited to check it out. So, uh, I just finished uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth. That came out a little earlier this year. I think that was, was a summer movie. It, it was. I think it premiered at South by Southwest, and um, they were talking about it heavily. It made me and Jordan 
uh, think that we were going to go to South by Southwest every year. Um, <laughs> I believe I was uh, unemployed at the time, so I had a little more time. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, Cha Cha Real Smooth uh, debuted at South by Southwest. Uh, it's on Apple Plus right now, and yeah. uh, another really, 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 really good film. Um, just finished it yesterday jordan i think you saw it too right Did you, yeah uh, i saw it when it first came out and i i will say this one it pulls on the heartstrings uh as a person who still imagines himself as a young person trying to find his way in the world even though i've been an it guy for over 16 years of my life uh i still pretend that i'm trying to find my way by podcasting and cooking and writing uh so it, it pulls the heartstrings whenever i see a young person really going out there and trying something different and and trying to uh make a name for themselves in something just completely odd as a bar mitzvah dj uh very very well-made movie uh heartwarming beautiful movie yeah no uh cooper rafe i don't know if that was his debut or not but um you know real great he's he's a part he's a dj slash like party starter for for bart mitzvahs um and then uh dakota johnson is dakota johnson yes dakota johnson Johnson is the uh quote-unquote love interest um you know she's really good in it as well too so um real real heartwarming uh story uh definitely check that out that's definitely something i'd uh recommend as well and then uh, a few weeks ago i saw everything everywhere all at once that's a little bit um uh, older news that also premiered at south by southwest uh just most recently premiered on uh, showtime so now you can stream it as well um oh real- nice i did not know it was available for streaming uh, yeah, i had no, already it is, seen it, it but it's, now it's it's time for a rewatch yeah 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 so uh, that's uh that's also a really good movie um you know oh. uh, well, I, I, I always my... forget his name. I always forget his name, but the kid from the Goonies and yes. uh, uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. He makes uh, his triumphant return. Yes, and it's so good. He's so he's great in it. Michelle Yeoh is so good in it. Uh, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, so good in it. The acting in it is phenomenal. The storyline is so fun. It's It's one of the quirkier movies I've seen in a while, but it ties in so well. And especially in the time where Doctor Strange came out and there was this whole, like, idea of the multiverse, (laughs) this was the multiverse movie to see. Oh, yeah. No, it's – that's another real solid movie. It probably could be edited a little bit. It may get a little weird at times. Um, Yeah, you know, but – What, you don't want hot dogs for fingers? (laughs) That's – he spoiled it. He spoiled it. That's a crazy (laughs) one. Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Stephanie Hsu, um, she's in – that Nora, the Nora from Queen show, she's in that uh, quite a bit. Um, Jenny Slate's in it. Uh, yes. it's it's uh, she's good in it. James Hong, James Hong's great. He's great in that film. Um, he's great in everything. I I every time I see him, I'm surprised he's still around because he's been around since forever. Uh, he's, but he's always amazing. He's like about like eighty something plus. Uh, he's always he's just he has a lot of it's just his comedic presence is is great. Um, if you go back all the way to like airplane, he's the uh, Japanese soldier that kills himself after uh, <laughs> listening to the long story. Um, so. I mean, he was uh, he was the villain in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, he's he's great in that. He's he's so good. But um, yeah, did a lot of voice acting. Uh, but uh, also like another good uh, recommendation. Um, Jordan, yeah, what are your recommendations? I think you've seen a couple movies. That, uh, yeah, so so my big three this year, uh, I'm going to go with the easiest one because I think everybody's talked it to death already, uh, but it is still fun. Top Gun Maverick. 
Uh, I look, I I made my fiance watch it with me, but first she had never seen Top Gun, so I made her watch Top Gun, and then right after that I made her watch Top Gun Maverick, and. I saw Top Gun in theaters by myself, loved it, uh, or Top Gun Maverick in theaters, loved it, and I was like, I need to show Desiree this. And I cried more at home than I did in theaters, especially during the Val Kilmer moments, uh, just because I had watched the first Top Gun right before it, and it, it definitely made me feel different ways. But the action is amazing. Uh, I think it's actually better than the original Top Gun because we're fighting an actual villain, and so it, it just... Is a really, really cool, well-made movie and, and just ha- was the big hit of the summer. I have a confession. I haven't seen it yet. Um, Done. I've, That's a mistake. We, we, we've had like many discussions and even a, even a hidden recorded podcast about the original Top Gun. Um, I hadn't seen it. It, it. it was on a plane and it was available on the plane, but I didn't have my headphones. And they're like, oh, just watch it with the, sub, uh, the subtitles. And I was like, I refused. I refused to watch it. On the little plane screen, without the sound, that's right. I just, I just couldn't do it. The family agrees. I, I just. Right, let's, like let's, we're gonna hold on. Uh-oh. Oh, hey, quiet! Samples. It's 2022. You have We're gonna, we're dog. gonna edit that part out, uh, or at least edit out mine. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll just leave it in there. <laughs> I find more and more of podcasts when they leave this stuff in there. It's more enjoyable. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, my three dogs decided to uh, wake up at the exact moment. They, they are excited <laughs> about uh, Top Gun as well. They are. They are. They're a little upset that I hadn't seen it. I, and, you know, Understandably so. You know, right on cue, the protests started <laughs> right away from the, the peanut gallery. <laughs> so. uh, but the, the next movie that I get going on, uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, I love Nick Cage. Nick Cage is just a... I think he's a phenomenal actor, but he is one of the most controversial actors in Hollywood. He has the Oscar, but he also does movies like Frozen Ground, uh, where he's just... It's awful. Like, he just takes paychecks constantly because he got himself into so much money trouble. Mm -hmm. But he's been making, like, really good comeback as of late. And this movie, I think, was, like, the feather in the cap of that comeback. He's so good in it. Him and Pedro Pascal are a really nice duo. And it toes the line between this action comedy without actually being an action movie. It's so much fun. Uh, and, and even I remember reading uh, before it came out that Pedro Pascal said Nick Cage like reinvi- reinvigorated his want to act. Nice. Which is so cool that Nick Cage can do that to a guy who is one of the biggest actors in Hollywood right now. So I love that too. I have to see this too as well. Uh, I think during like a free showtime preview, I saw like maybe the first 10 minutes and I don't know about everybody else, but you know, we all have busy schedules. It's hard to kind of carve out like the full two hours to give the full attention that me and Jordan do when we watch a movie, you know, <laughs> hang on every line, every word, every We shot. obsess. We do. So it's like any little, any little distractions. Nope. Can't watch this. Turn it off. You know, not not gonna pause it. Not gonna start watching it later. Just gonna do that. I saw, it, but yeah, it it it. it there's definitely like the first couple of minutes I saw it were amazing of it. And yeah, it's it's brilliantly it. written too. It's just a really cool movie, and just the idea of of having Nicolas Cage playing Nick Cage. It's it's, it's, it's fun. Great. 
I yeah. love when actors play themselves. It's, I think it's the best thing ever. And and usually it's just for a cameo, like Bruce Willis in, uh, in Ocean's 12, right? It's like a little cameo that they just play themselves, or David Bowie in Zoolander. This was a full movie of Nick Cage being Nick Cage. Yeah, no, it's great. And it, I think it documents a little bit like what you're talking about, like the money troubles and, you know, making sure that he's still relevant and that whole thing. Um, we talked a little bit about that in uh, Birdman, just kind of like what what the actors are going through. So Yeah, definitely. It's those, So those two movies were the only two movies that I needed to check off my list 100% this year. And both of them I had to go by myself because I couldn't find other people to go with me uh, out on Staten Island. So those two I went to theaters for. This last one that I'm going to pick up, just saw it recently, rented it, called Bros. And for I'm sure everybody has heard about it. It's... The Billy Eichner movie where he is in a trying to get into a relationship uh, and going through the normal trials and tribulations that go through a rom-com, except it's two guys. And normally you would think you could see like it being more hallmarky or anything like that. But this is the truest representation I've seen of a homosexual rom-com ever. And it's brilliantly written. It like has those notes of when Harry met Sally or, you know, even a lesser one of like how to lose a guy in 10 days and stuff like that, where it's still a classic rom-com movie and beautifully made, but it's two guys. And I, I love it. I, I haven't seen this either. I do. Uh, just keep seeing this pop up on my streaming. Uh, it was, it's on Netflix, right? I think it's on Netflix. No, it it's, uh, I think it's only available to rent right now. Oh, is it? Okay. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, I love Billy Eichner. I think he's hilarious. I, uh, ah, I see like so little clips of his show. He's so funny. <laughs> he's, he's just, he's the best ever. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I will definitely try to watch all three of your movies. Uh, yeah. Jordan. Um, and Banshees is on my list. And I think one that we should both mention right now, it's in theaters. I haven't had a time to go see it, but I always want to make sure I, I mention it because the whale just looks like this beautiful Aronofsky movie that I think is going to be amazing. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, is that just out? Does that just come out now? So it's been doing the circuit. I tried oh. to go see it at TIFF, but tickets were, Oh no, it wasn't at TIFF. It was somewhere else at that time, but is it in uh, Angelica? Probably most likely probably there. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be available soonish i think i saw like january 3rd it's going to be available streaming or for rental so i'm very excited to check that out uh brendan fraser is supposed to be unbelievable in it oh that this is the brendan fraser man now i I remember this now um i love darren aronofsky i'm a huge fan of the the fountain i know not everybody likes that movie yeah i'm I'm not on that boat with uh uh, noah noah's not very good but um uh, Requiem for a Dream and yeah. Pie. Those are all like great movies. He makes so. beautiful movies. Sometimes yeah. they're a little overly dramatic and overly overly stylized, but they are beautiful. They're not everybody's cup of tea, but every but the the cinematography and then the actual like look of the film is is pretty undeniable. Um, you know, sometimes he, he gets a little bit. It's too much, Darren Aronofsky. But um, yeah, no, I'll check that out. I uh, I do want to go see that as well too. Yeah, I, I get a kick because you called him Brendan Fraser, and this has always been on my mind, and I always laugh about it, but finally he said something, and he said something to Adam Sandler. They were doing an interview recently, mm-hmm. and 
Sandler was like hyping him up and he was like, Brendan Frazier. And he's like, wait, it's not Frazier. How do you say your last name? And Brendan goes, it's Fraser. And he goes, yeah, see, if I say Fraser, it just doesn't sound as good. If I go, Brendan Fraser, <laughs> no, it doesn't It doesn't work. And Brendan Fraser is just sitting there going, it's, it feels so good, though. It feels so good. <laughs> I, I had been hearing that this is like his kind of, this is like his comeback as well. Yeah. So speak of comebacks. Um, yeah. He's done a couple of interesting side roles uh, as he's gotten older, but this is supposed to be his comeback as like a star. Got it. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, hearing good things about that. Definitely want to check that out. Uh, but today, uh, we're not going to talk about any of those films today. You should go see them. Um, we didn't prepare enough uh, info because we prepare for one movie, Jordan. Uh, one movie alone. One movie alone. Today's movie is 1964, Jordan. 1964. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You've probably forced your children to watch this on CBS. Uh, they didn't understand why it wasn't CGI, um, but uh, it's a classic. Uh, it was directed by Larry Romer. If it had a director, if you didn't yep, know, it, uh, did. it starred uh, Billy Mae Richards, uh, Burl Ives uh, from Little House on the Prairie, and Larry D. Who was Larry D. Man? Uh, I'm gonna have to look this one up because I just saw was the he, name. Uh, was he <laughs> Klondike? Was he Klondike? I would assume Yukon Cornelius or Santa. Yeah, him too. Cla- Yukon Cornelius Klondike. Uh, Klondike. Klondike. <laughs> yes, he um, was Yukon Cornelius. He was. Oh, okay. Okay. He was Yukon Cornelius. He was the dog slitter. You um, know who he sounded like the entire time? Who? David uh, Kochner or Ketchner. Oh, yeah. A little bit. A little That's bit. what I was picking up the entire time I was watching. And I was like, that that guy sounds like David Kochner. <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is written by Romeo Muller and Robert May. Um, of course, everybody knows that. Uh, and then the, the musical numbers were uh, written by Johnny Marks. Uh, musical numbers are a little rough, but um, some some were, some memorable ones. You know, you, you put your kid in front of the TV. That's what they're going to listen to. <laughs> um, I know one name out of all of these, and it is uh, Burl Ives. Yeah, Burl Ives. And then... Burl Eyes was famous like many, many millennia ago. So I knew who Burl Eyes was at the time we're watching it, but I did not recall who it was anymore. But Burl Eyes is the uh, snowman. He's the snowman uh, narrator um, in this uh, film slash TV special. Um, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of Christmas movies, but this one uh, this one's kind of stood the test of time. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a quick 51 minutes, so it's a short watch, which makes it bearable. <laughs> you know, it's just enough time to keep your kid busy, but not too much that, you know, they lose, uh, you know, they lose interest or anything like that. There's commercials, you know, um, when you're watching it on TV, but uh, some some themes, uh, it's just something that I thought about all the way to last year when we th- when we started this podcast. Uh, Jordan, we made it. We made it to one year. Well, almost. We have to make it to next month. That's um, right. It was one of the first things I wanted to do during Christmas time last year when I was thinking about what Christmas movies we should do. We we didn't make the Christmas movie um, time when we were recording this. When we finally recorded this out, and I think January last year. Uh, but Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer was something that I thought about, and it was mainly because uh, I remember Comet, you know, Comet the Reindeer being such a dick. In the movie, oh, 
sorry, Joe. We were we were we were talking about this like we weren't going to curse, but I think it's too late. Oh, it's always too late. It's too late. We're just going to end up cursing. <laughs> I didn't know we weren't going to curse. This was supposed to be for the kids? I I don't think any kids are listening to this. Um, I was thinking about, oh, we'll do a special and then we won't curse. But uh, I think there's going to be some cursing in this as well, too. So. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Well, um, you know. if, if you had watched this, you would realize that cursing is not the worst thing to come out of, of watching this movie. I mean... <laughs> There is, there's, uh, there's, you know, like hiding who you really are, you know, some misogyny. Behavior. Oh yeah. A little, you know. little bit of indentured slavery. So it's the only thing is missing is, uh, racism. Really? That's all it's really missing. Which you know? technically, I mean, if you count the elves as a race, <laughs> I guess so. I guess you could count them as a race. Um, but yeah, so for those of you who don't remember, it starts out, uh, Rudolph's born, his dad is Donner. Donner is uh, Rudolph's uh, father, if you didn't know. So if you know all the reindeer names, uh, Rudolph, Donner, Comet, Blitzen, uh, Blinky. Um, Did you say Smurf. Vicky? Blinky. Blinky? No, he's not. No, the, no. that's not a Blinky. No, there's no Blinky. Um, there's Don, uh, Donner and Dasher, Dasher, Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid. Uh, something in Vixen. Cupid and um, Cupid and uh, Blitzen are not uh, are not in this movie. They uh, no, they're not. I think and their you know scenes what? got cut. They know. they even took them off the sleigh itself. If you counted the amount of reindeer that was on the sleigh at the end, uh-huh. uh, there were only seven instead of nine. Uh, they they didn't make the final cut. Make <laughs> the final cut. Well, because you know, so so the movie starts out. Um, you know, Rudolph Bar and Donner is the proud father. He sees and knows right away. He hides it because he's a, you know, he's that kind of father. Uh, he's going to hide the red nose. Santa comes in. He's like, Oh, hello. We want to see your son. Like, Oh, what's that? going to have to cover that up. And it's like, yeah, here we go. Um, yeah. Santa's a dick. Yeah, man. Santa, you know, the first part of the movie, uh, he's a little bit of a dick. Um, he's a little dismissive of a manager. Uh, he wants to, you know, cover things up and, um, yeah, a little bit of a cock, uh, if I do say my so, say so myself. Um, so they cover up the nose. Rudolph, uh, you know, they Donna trains him a little bit. Uh, you, you see the uh, the Yeti or the abominable snowman that comes by. He's the uh, the villain, I guess, of the entire film. Is he? Uh, a little bit, I guess, right? Are, Are we you, sure you Donna's say it's, not the villain? You say it's Santa. Um, but, uh, <laughs> There's a lot of villains in this movie. I don't know if Santa's necessarily a villain. I think maybe he's just a little bit overworked. You know, maybe not enough uh, resources up in the He hasn't North been Pole. eating, that's why. He's, yeah, he's hangry. Yeah. He is. He's angry. He's not enough cookies to uh, eat. Uh, you meet the Yeti. Um, Rudolph grows up a little bit. He, uh, he goes and meets uh, one of these blonde... Uh, reindeer. That was interesting. He has like a fireball. Reindeer. Yeah, fireball. I've never heard of fireball. I don't think uh, this podcast is not sponsored by fireball, but uh, <laughs> we're open to it. Uh, fireball, right? He meets fireball. Uh, they're doing like a, a tryout. This was the part that I remember different. So I thought Comet was a little bit, you know, kind of dismissive about the red nose, but turns out later it was uh, Santa Claus that was real dismissive about the red nose. But, um, one thing I did remember, one thing I noticed uh, rewatching this, that Rudolph, like right out of the gate, he's like a, he's the best flying reindeer of all time. Like right oh, out yeah. of the gate, yeah, yeah, you know, insane talent. He's a five star recruit. Oh yeah, 
easily. So like, yeah. you know, if you have like your kid and he's doing tryouts, he's one of those like, you know, like the ones that you remember the like, you know, you saw, I think fireball like lip, you know, jumped up and then he went maybe like five feet in the air and just like, just pummeled, just, just right down, you know, fell down all fours, spread out. Terrible. Yeah. Um, People were struggling. Rudolph. Yeah. Rudolph. Rudolph. I think he got like 50 feet in the air. For he like was juicing. Rudolph seconds. must have been juicing. <laughs> too much, uh, too much uh, cranberry, I guess. Yeah, too much uh, <laughs> um, But the little thing on his nose falls off. Everybody makes fun of him because you know it's 1964, and you know, God forbid, you're different. Jesus Christ <laughs> was born on Christmas. Um, you know, it, it's just it, it's terrible. So he runs off. Um, oh yeah, we forgot about the elves. So the elves. Uh, What's his name? Who's Hermie. Name? Hermie Herbie. wants to be a dentist. Hermie wants to be a dentist. Uh, he's looking for a little bit of creativity. He wants to get out of toy making. But management is not for it. Management says that his toys are subpar. They put him on a performance plan to uh, improve that. He's not allowed to go. Um, yeah, he's not he? even allowed to take a break. Yeah, he can't a take a break. Plan. That's just, like, mean. I don't think that's uh, OSHA regulated. No. Um, that's the, the, the union rules are getting violated there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the elf manager is horrible. He's just yelling at you all the time. It's not. It's not what you read about in LinkedIn. He's not. Uh, he's not. No, an and manager. and even when he goes back and he starts doing like the, uh, starts fixing the doll's teeth because he wants to be a dentist. He figures this is where I could fit in, make toys while working on teeth. Still, you would think, use this kid's abilities, make him a better toy maker by creating these teeth. Now get back in line and just do painting. Yeah, you have to put your employees in a position to succeed, Jordan. I think you know this, and I know yeah. this as well. And uh, he wasn't doing that. Wasn't yeah. doing that. So, so Herbie runs off. Um, you know, he hooks up with uh, Rudolph. They both uh, ran off. Um, you know, because they're misfits. Uh, they go and they run off into this uh, massive blizzard. Not not un, not unlike the what we're having right now. Um, Runs they into meet uh, Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius, not um, you know, not Yukon Jack. Yukon Cornelius, right? You know, uh, I I really <laughs> remembered as a kid that I loved the Yukon Cornelius character because he just seemed like fun and caring and resourceful. I guess the dude's an idiot. <laughs> well, he's just a, he's just a silver and gold prospector. I don't believe he's. Not according to the end, Don. Apparently, he's been looking for peppermint his entire life. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he spent any time at university. I don't think he was a gemologist of any type. I think he just... uh, Even if you looked at the dogs that he had on his sled, like, (laughs) he completely didn't know how to set up a sled. You had a a Dachshund next to uh, a a Beethoven dog, the ones that... The St. Bernard, the one that had the, the... Keg under his chin. Totally uneven You're not going to get the same pull out of those guys. Those are the wrong lead dogs. Why don't you have huskies? He ended up just pulling the sled himself, and then he put the dogs on the sled after a while. Yeah. I think uh, there was a poodle. Yeah, there's a poodle. The, the the Yeti comes back. He's been falling. Rudolph's nose. Rudolph feels terrible about it, but it's not his fault. It's a, it's a Yeti. You can't control a Yeti. Uh they run off. They 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 have the ingenious idea of uh, breaking the ice, and then they float off into um on this uh, ice barge, like piece of ice thing. 
Um, the Island of Misfit Toys. Misfit Toys. Before we get to that, my favorite line is, uh, this fog is thick as peanut butter. It's like, no, no, no. This fog is as thick as split pea soup. Hey, you eat what you want to eat. <laughs> I'll eat what I want to eat. <laughs> is my favorite line in the film. <laughs> hey, hey, at least it's inclusive. Everybody just eat their own stuff. <laughs> right. The first time any inclusiveness is added in this uh, in this film. Um but yeah, they, they they get to the island Misfits toy. I we talked about this before. I didn't remember the Narnia lion being in uh, Rudolph. No, that right. was weird to me, especially because where did he come from? He's not a toy. That no. island is filled with misfit toys. Why and then you just got to talk to the Narnia lion to get yeah. them out of there. Why are there lions in the North Pole? And then right, why was the Narnia lion there? It was very confusing. Um, didn't remember that quite when I was a little kid. Uh, probably just glazed over that fact, but. Um, so yeah, we meet the Misfits toys. Uh, they're much like the rest of us, you know. Something a little bit different about them. Um, shunned, shunned by society. Uh, Listen, some Narnia. of those guys. Yeah. I I blame the toy makers, not the toys. Right. All right. right? Exactly. Um, like, obviously, they could have just named the Jack in a Box Jack instead of Charlie. Yeah, and you like know what? The, yeah, maybe it was perfectly functional. Maybe there was a patent infringement. You know, you couldn't name Jack in the Box. This was made by a different manufacturer, and this is Charlie in the Box, and it's just as good as Jack in the Box. And, you know, I didn't really see what the big deal is. Why are uh, we trying to shoot jelly out of a water gun? I would totally shoot you with jelly when uh, <laughs> drinking enough of these beers. I would spread je- I'd spread jelly all over you. It'd be like, ah! Hey, hey it it's a, a family gun. podcast, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> raspberry jams like it was like all over all over your brand new jacket how hilarious would that be <laughs> oh. oh man but yeah we we go through they get away from everybody right yep. and then they rudolph goes off on his own yeah yep. which understandable he feels bad for his friends he's so a he hero. goes off on his own he's a hero he is he it, doesn't want he, his friends to get eaten by a yeti uh yeah. by the the abominable snowman uh he runs off um Root, uh, reindeer apparently grow very fast so like in like the two 15 minutes that he ran off he grows uh he grows his new horns and becomes this 10 point stud buck oh yeah oh man majestic majestic reindeer. good looking good looking young buck good looking young buck has a headlight on his nose that'll get through thick fog um haters gonna hate you know what i mean his uh, his old reindeer friends see him. They're like, "Oh, look, it's uh, it's glow nose." <laughs> it's like, yeah. What I just ram you with my uh, awesome ten point uh, horns, and uh, yeah, who's gonna who's gonna pull this sleigh? Yeah. In, uh, in the fog, you, you yeah. Weinberg, yeah, so. you Weinberg. <laughs> so, um, you know, so uh, that would that would make it a Hanukkah movie. That would that would make it a Hanukkah movie. Um. So yeah, so uh, he gets back home. He uh, he finds out his parents have been looking in for him for like an hour and a half. Uh, even though R- Rudolph's like a teenager now, um, he saves uh, Clarice, saves uh, his mother, saves uh, Donner, his father. Um, he was really he was he was uh, he was giving it to uh, the Yeti when he got it. He he knocked he him on the ground. He was yep. ramming him up the butt with the the uh, the horns, but. Um, you know, yet he just took ice. He just took a big rock and he just smushed him. He just smushed right Rudolph. And then um, the the rest of the big three show up to help out. <laughs> the big three. Um, that's right. Yukon, even though he is an idiot, he does come up with a plan where, um, you know, he gets Herbie to draw out the uh, the Yeti and then he drops a big rock on his head. 
um, knocks him out for 0.3 seconds um, while they try to get out. Uh, Herbie pulls all his teeth out. Yeah. Yeah. With no blood. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, can't the abominable smoke man or the, the Yeti still just crush them with his hands? He's just like, Oh no, I have no teeth. Yeah. No. Once you I'm going to no be a nice guy now. Completely ineffective Yeti with no teeth. I can't believe he thought I should pull out all his teeth. That's a little bit psychotic, Herbie. It's a little demented. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yukon Cornelius, uh, shoves him down the cliff. He falls down on top of him too. We think that's their demise. Um, a young Jordan Daly is upset about no more Yukon Cornelius. An uh, older Jordan Daly has a nitpick about, yeah. about Donner and his, the naming conventions of his family. Uh-huh. All right. So you had Donner and mm-hmm. you had Clarice and you had Rudolph. Do you uh-huh. remember the mother's name? No, I do not. Mrs. Donner. Mrs. Donner. She didn't even have a last name. No, because of patriarchy. She took his name when they got She married. just took his first name. Yeah. Clarice isn't his uh, sister. Clarice is uh, Rudolph's Oh, that's sister. right. That's right. Yes. She's not in the family. But she felt bad when Rudolph ran off that they wanted to go look for him. So, but, uh, but yeah. Mrs. Nope. Donner. Yeah, patriarchy. Mrs. Donner. We don't know what Mrs. Donner's maiden name is. Maybe it was, uh, you know, maybe she was divorced. Maybe it was Mrs. Blitzen. And, you know, they got divorced and, you know. I, I wish she had a first name. That'd be nice. <laughs> it would be nice. It would be nice. Misogyny. Give her some character depth there. A little bit. A little bit. So, uh, they, they go back. They meet Santa. Uh, you know, she, he tells them the whole thing about the Misfit Toys, about the Yeti, about this blizzard. Uh, Santa comes around. He finds out, you know, he's been a little bit grumpy. He's undermanned. You know, he's busy. It's Christmas time. Um. Then they go set out to find the Misfit Toys, but Santa's like, how am I going to get through the fog with this reindeer that snows lights up, Jordan? How, what? Oh. Think, give, give me some ideas, Jordan. How are we going to get through this fog? How are we going to get through this fog? Uh, call up Thomas Jane from the Mist. Mm, but he doesn't really get through the fog. He doesn't get through the fog. Uh, well, he does at the end, but it's You know what would be really great? <laughs> It would be really great if we had like a headlight or some kind of light source on the front Ooh. of the sleigh. What? Uh, I mean, what do they have electricity do? up at the North Pole? They could you get know. something going. You know, Rudolph. Yeah. Rudolph, where is this island? Oh my God! You have a bright nose. You have a bright nose. Ho ho ho! <laughs> Saving Christmas. Saving Christmas forever. Um, so yeah, so uh, they get the nose, they fly to uh, the island of misfit toys, they pick them all up, goes right in the bag, and then they give them all to the kids. Rudolph saves Christmas, the 10-point buck stud, lit-up nose uh, reindeer that he is. He saves Christmas, and I think that was it. There, there's oh, there's sequels, yeah. there's sequels, there's a New Year's Eve sequel. I've, uh, I've never seen film. any of the other ones. Yeah, it's it's still stop motion. I think they made a CGI version later. It's not as, not as good, but uh, yeah, that that takes us to it. Um, don't it's think a rough should be, watch. Yeah, it's a rough watch. Maybe you shouldn't be drinking beers at the same time, but maybe you should be. Um, <laughs> Jordan, what what beers did we pair with Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer? <laughs> so it's a Christmas movie, man, and and I got to stick with some Christmas beers here. Uh, I, I had a couple that I had in mind, but I wanted to talk specifically about two. 
there is a brand new beer. It's a limited edition. I don't know if they'll come out with the next year, but Southern Tier has a frosted sugar cookie Imperial Ale. Gather round the fire with all your closest friends and cozy up to this delicious spectacle of pure sweetness that is sure to sprinkle your wintry days with joy. You won't believe it's beer and not a tin full of iced confections. The frosted sugar cookie ale is full of soft and airy vanilla and cake notes iced to perfection. I I had it. It's an interesting beer. It definitely is soft and airy and sweet. Uh, I wanted a little bit more cookie flavor to it. Mm-hmm. You definitely got a lot of the vanilla. It's it's a solid winter beer, but you can't have too many. That's just going to give you a hangover with the amount of sugar that's going in there. But it's it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun little drink to have. What you go a for? Santa Don? would drink, uh, you know, with the cookies in it. Oh I, yeah. I myself uh, have gone with the cherry cheesecake sour uh, that was made by Smutty Nose. Uh, Grandma Charlie has been baking, brewing again. Cheese, cherry cheesecake sour is a premium sour that drinks silky smooth with creamy texture, thanks to lactose and vanilla and a delicious pop of tartness with the cherries. This is one of be- this is one beer you'll definitely want cooling on your windowsill, um, and you'll just all have to wonder if I made that up or not. <laughs> uh, I like this. It's um, so you know. Cherry cheesecake is a is a good dessert for Christmas. Maybe you, it's not necessarily exclusive to Christmas. Um, I did like this. Uh, it doesn't come off like too sour. Um, uh, it's not as sweet either. Uh, you know, you're talking about your sugar cookie one. This one's not as uh, cheesecake uh, sweet as uh, either. I didn't get like a lot of uh, graham cracker, although it doesn't say graham cracker on the description. You would but, expect uh, that out of a little cheesecake. A, a little, a little. I do like it. Um, it's interesting. We didn't pick a, a stout for uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It might be a little bit high of an ABV um, for this film. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't match a dark film with a dark beer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> dark film. Uh, you know, I haven't had this one specifically, but I've had a couple of cheesecake sours. They're always really nice. The, te- the, the lactose texture on all the cheesecake ones really creates a nice smooth uh, you know, flavor on that uh, or smooth mouthfeel on those sours. And it's always enjoyable. Very nice. Very nice. But uh, the one that I think is most important to me, uh, especially around the holiday season, it only comes out once a year. Uh, I will go into their description of it and reveal the beer. But once we pick, the clock starts ticking. Each year, we visit the Pacific Northwest to hand-select the best Cascade and Centennial hops, race to the harvest home, and brew immediately to capture the citrus, pine, and floral notes at their absolute peak. Aromas and flavors for the perfect winter beer. It's a magical time at the brewery. has been for 40 years now. When our brewers huddle around the fermentation tanks, toasting to the start of a special season with a holiday beer in hand, wrapped in red, consider the Celebration IPA your first present of the holidays. This beer has long been in my lexicon in my life. Uh, I was talking with Don earlier when we started uh, recording this. It is the beer that truly got me into craft beer. Back when I was a young buck uh not of the age to drink yet i had tasted uh sierra nevada uh pale ale and it it was a good beer you know very interesting and as you know we would do every once in a while we would go out after work and there was a bar in the city we would visit and they had a different 
uh, Sierra Nevada beer. It was the Celebration IPA, and it was during the winter, and it was the first time I had something completely different. It's had this beautiful amber color on it. Uh, it's the ideal fresh hop winter IPA. It's it's delicious. I've always enjoyed this beer. I don't get it every year. In fact, it's probably been a couple of years since I've had it. But it's always in my mind as the one beer that stuck out and got me into craft beer. We were talking about that night, and we all got uh, severely hammered that night. Um, that was uh, that was a fun night. Uh, Judge Roy Bean, right? And Sierra Nevadas are interesting. I think they typically they have the, like that nut brown. It was at. Um, that Newcastle. That Newcastle had the the brown yeah, ale. Yeah, and then Sierra Nevada, I think, has um, that nice amber color to it. But that's right. I, I, I think that was when maybe the larger breweries were doing the IPAs, and maybe we hadn't seen as many of the small ones pop up. But uh, oh, this was twenty years ago. the The craft brewing scene was nowhere near what it is today. Yeah, no, no, and um, so, maybe not twenty yeah, years no. ago. Maybe about fifteen, but still, long nice time pick. ago. Nice pick, uh, nice little, nice little fond memory we had there. Definitely, um, and it's a it's a perfect winter IPA, and it comes out every time this year. They throw in different hops every year. This year, there's a little bit of a Chinook hop in there as well to uh, round out with the Cascade and the Centennial. It's basically whatever is available for harvest in the Northwest at this period of time. So, nice. it's been it's been a really good beer for a long time, and Sierra Nevada's been doing it for about forty years. So it's they're they're pros. Nice, nice. Sierra Nevada is a it's a good it's a good brewery. It, it's one of the larger ones. Um, but, uh, yes, you know, one of the larger and older craft beer providers. So. Very nice. Uh, yeah. So we covered the beers. We covered uh, Rudolph. Or we got one more thing. One more. You know, I know we didn't really necessarily do it as a pairing, but I gotta throw in. What's your favorite Christmas food? Like when you go to your parents or your family's house. And you get to sit down for that holiday dinner. It could be dessert. It could be an appetizer. It could be part of the main course. What is your favorite Christmas food, Don? I don't know if I necessarily had a favorite, but there's there's always the ones you remember. Um, you know, my dad always got like random Christmas presents, and then we'd always get uh, a fruit cake. A fruit okay. cake, and fruit cake is terrible. It's disgusting, <laughs> but it looks delicious. And every year, to no fail, you're always like, open up that fruit cake. I want to taste that. I want to taste those those green and, and red gummies in it. And then you take a big bite of it. You're like, oh, this is terrible. But every year, we'll always take a big bite of that uh, that fruitcake. Um, one other quick thing that he used to always get was those. Uh, we had this like farm. It was a uh, hickory farms or tracks farms. Uh, they would have these like gift boxes. This is like the gifts that you give to people that like you know you don't know what to get them and you're not really that close to them and it has like a summer sausage in it It has like a big block of cheese uh it has you know a fruit cake in it and um you know it'd always be like what are you what are you supposed to do with this it's like i think you eat it and i was like what is that thing it looks like a big pepperoni slice that open and um so i've actually tried that that summer sausage it's not bad it's not as bad as fruitcake, but uh, those are the ones that I always like. Remembered, like either visiting my parents or just being around them. Just like all these, like those, those Christmas gifts that you get. <laughs> That's you know that that always makes me think of Christmas. Those those yeah. gift boxes and and fruitcake. That's what I always think. What are yours? So I, the traditional one that I always really like. Uh, my mother, hi, hi mom, uh, hi Nancy. She she and my sister every year will make 
uh, Christmas cookies. And they just do like these, you know, they'll do the gingerbread and the, the sugar cookie and, you know, some like other different ones. But it's a classic thing. And every year I look forward to it. It's one of my favorite things about the Christmas season. I love and that. that is one I'll always remember. But this year, uh, I get to take the honor of uh, continuing another tradition where we would always get a prime rib roast for Christmas as, as we got older. And this year, I get to cook the prime rib roast, uh, and I'm very excited to take that tradition on for uh, my family. That sounds exciting. I uh, I might just uh, crash a Christmas party there. Like, cool. Don's here. Hi, Nancy. How you doing? Oh, how did Don get to the South Shore of Staten Island? I uh, I heard you're making a rib roast. Um. <laughs> yeah, very excited for that. Very excited for the holidays as they're they're up this weekend. So hopefully we get it out uh, this pod out to you guys so you could enjoy it for your Christmas. Yeah. No. Uh, one last thing. I do love a Christmas tree shaped cookie i hope that oh. you make those with the green icing on top uh like it's a real christmas tree um that's my favorite thing too um my, yes, no, my I, go-to's are always the candy canes from my mother <laughs> and my sister oh those are great too um yeah, yeah I, I uh we're gonna try i think i'm gonna be able to get this out or we'll, we'll we'll work this out jordan uh we should be able to get this out um by christmas time or at least christmas uh week it's more like a christmas week anyway so it's usually post christmas for like the whole week between Christmas and New Year's is uh, yeah, pretty much Christmas. it's all Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but again, uh, thank you so much for uh, listening. We appreciate all of you. Uh, follow us on crafts at Craft Studios Pod on Instagram. Um, we go. We're gonna put the, some of the updates. Uh, Got to post some pictures. They. Jordan stories are only there for 24 hours and then they disappear forever. So uh, I know we got to post yeah. like actual posts, actual like posts on there. Um, but uh, yeah, follow us on uh craft studio at craft studios pod on Instagram. What are your handles? Uh, Jordan, you can find me on Instagram at J underscore Digglesworth and on Twitter, which who knows if I'm going to stay there uh, moving forward. Cause it oh, seems God. like it's becoming worse. Uh, but I am at just got real on Twitter. Nice, nice. So, all right, well, there. Well, Don, you have a happy holiday. You too. And uh, please wish you and your family all the best. And we'll see uh, see everybody in the new year. Happy holidays. Yeah.